What up, everybody? It's the Speech Guy, Tony Asar, A-S-A-R. And no, I'm still rocking with my main man, the professor. Ooh. The super duper. Hey, yeah. Uber producer. Mm. Podcast poppy. Self-titled. Earl Fias. But you know, I, got, I can't give you just a basic intro, man. I got to give you the real intro. Oh, hit me with it. It's the man to my right. That's me. If this is the office, I'm Jim. He's the white. Oh, ho, ho. What, what? I'm the darkness. He's the light. Fair. And he might be high as a kite. It's the one only Tony Sarr. ASA. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, good, good. I, I, good. I'm living a lifestyle. What's the lifestyle? Please let me into the lifestyle. The lifestyle is good vibes and feeling all right. That's how we do it. That <laughs> that's is. the slogan for your for your lifestyle? Honestly, that's been the slogan these last couple of weeks of my lifestyle. Feeling good and yeah. doing all right. Yeah, okay. man. You know, like having like good personal uh, inventory check-ins mm-hmm. and always questioning, you know, certain thoughts and challenging negative views. And, okay. You know, okay. Self-improvement, just, it sounds like. It's so part good. of your lifestyle. Way better. Like, got got certain things under control so far. Okay. I mean, I had a slip up last week, but that was cool. <laughs> but like I said, it's under control. We don't talk about those. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about those. Those are like speed bumps in the parking lot. Like, you just get over it and get to your destination. You only got to be 90% good. Uh, that's an A in my book. Can we confirm that, Derbs? Yes? 90% good? You, right, right. Okay. Okay. You, I'm rocking with that. You could go 100 <laughs> but why? <laughs> well, you could just be 90. You just need 90 of it to work. So it doesn't matter when you do the 10%. That's what it is, right? It just it, matters when the 10% comes out, where it comes out. It's like how Walmart calculates losses in their year. Oh, okay. You're going to okay. be like, all right, I'm probably going to fall off the boat X amount of time. <laughs> but I'm going to keep getting back on but that I'm boat, keep though. keep back on. Okay. And, and then I'm going to be riding some waves. Well, good for you, man. Thanks, my G. How you been, though? How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. You know what I mean? I got to hang out with my parents. My Beautiful. parents and my girl's parents. It was the first time they kind of actually sat and hung out for a little bit. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. That face says it all. That, like? <laughs> that face says it all. It was good. It was good. It was good that there was football on. That you know what I mean? Those, those, uh, those conversation leaders that, you know, when, the, when it gets kind of quiet in the room, oh, that's a good hit. That part. 1974, Dallas Cowboys, you know what I'm saying? And everyone could break down their stats. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I got a stat. <laughs> but it was good, man. Up, uh, bro, I almost got into a fight. For who? Now, I'm over 33. I'm 33. I'm over 33 because I'm 33 and a half. I still do halves. Fuck y'all. This nigga I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm almost 34. 34. 35. And I've never... Hopped out the car on somebody, bruh. That's something you're not supposed to do. I know you're not supposed to do. That's I already got I already sport. I already got talked to by my parents about this. This is my favorite sport. <laughs> yeah, you live on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I took a I took a step over the edge the other day and almost got in a fight in the middle of the street in Adelanto. And the only thing that stopped me, <laughs> the only thing that stopped me. From swinging, it's one. I'm I'm a lover, not a fighter for yeah. one. You know. Yeah, you, you got some lovely D vibes. But two, there was somebody in the car next to him videotaping, and I didn't want to go on World Star. Oh, not to say I'd have been knocked out. I was they, very. They were ready for you. Bro, they were ready bro. for a basically. Basically, likes. long story short. <laughs> long story short, 
I'm driving home after a long day at work. Said that day was not the day to fuck with me. I'm driving. I merge over to the left lane. I look. Oh, there was nobody in the left lane. Like there's nobody next to me. Yeah. So I merge, and as I'm merging, the dude that's behind me in that lane, like 15 yards behind me, starts to speed up. Like he doesn't want me to come, like merge over. Yeah, yeah. I hate people. Right. Do that. Yeah, so I yeah. said, "Fuck that." I kept merging. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a merge, and I merged over into the lane. Right. And then as soon as I, as soon as I merge into the lane, he laid on the horn, and I swear, no lie. About 23 seconds. Now, 23 seconds is a long time to what, hear. just on the horn? On the horn, G. Whoa. I'm driving. He's on the horn. I'm like, I look in the rearview mirror like, and he's flipping me off as he's honking, as he's holding on to the horn, flipping me off. We get to the light. <laughs> Traffic stops. The horn is continuing to go behind me. So now I'm, I'm kind of irritated. Like, all right. like. So he tracks you off the freeway. Right. No, this is wrong. we're just we're on, the, on the street. We're at a stoplight. And he's just <laughs> hand on the horn. So I look in the rearview mirror. I'm like sizing him up. Uh-oh. I hear no, I hear no headphones, but I'm sizing them up. Oh, you turned me down. Turn uh, nah, <laughs> I, I sized them up while I'm looking in the rearview mirror. Like, okay, if I hop out this car, like, how big does this guy look? Right? That's yeah. why I'm, I'm sizing them. I'm being smart. Yeah. We the the light turns green. We're driving. We get to the next light. He lays on the horn again. I hop out instantly. Right? I hop out. I turn around. <laughs> I start walking towards his car. He opens the door. I'm like, oh shit, okay, it's about to go down. <laughs> like, oh shit. He hops out the car. He's about five foot five, white dude, long ass, stale ass ponytail, hops out. What the fuck? And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm like, yo, what's your problem? You're the one honking your horn. And he's like, you cut me off. I'm like, no, I didn't. You drive like a bitch. And I said, bro, I call, I said bitch at least 87 times. I was like, you drive like a bitch, bro. Get back in your car, you bitch. You drive like a bitch. Your ponytail still like a bitch. I kept calling him. That's all I can say. I was so mad. And so as I'm calling him all types of bitches and we're arguing, I look over to the right and there's somebody in the car with the camera out. Now he has tent. And all I see is a smile. And I see a hand with the phone in his hand. I look over, it's this black dude, like filming, smiling. So I'm like, all right, somebody's filming, right? So I'm like, hey, get your fat ass back in the car. Oh, no. As he's getting back in the car. So he definitely felt some type of way. So we hop back out. like. So he comes literally about three to four inches from me. So we're in the middle of the street and we're, we're this close. I'm like, oh, shit, we're about to really fight. Right? I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. So I'm standing there. I'm like, what you gonna do, bro? He's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's a bitch. He said, he's just looking at me like snarling and shit, hands clenched and shit. So I thought in my mind, in my mind, I'm gonna do the whole, what nigga? <laughs> right? That's, that's oh, my, like, what motherfucker? Like, I was, that's my plan. So I sit there and I'm looking at him and he's snarling at me and I'm like, what motherfucker? He didn't move. <laughs> he didn't move. And so my mind, I'm like, okay, he's with the shits. He's got an Allen wrench somewhere in his fucking uh, pants. Uh, like he's I'm I'm dwarfing him. Like I'm bigger than him. But he's definitely with the shit. So I'm like, all right. Get back in your car, you bitch. <laughs> so he walks back to the car. I start getting back in my car. He's talking, I'm talking. I turn around, and I'm like, yo, the auto zone's right here. Cause at this point, the light's turning green. Mind right. you, this is all in the middle of traffic. So light's starting to turn green. So that's why we start gravitating back to our cars yeah, while we're yeah, talking yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yo, the auto zone's right here, bro. You can get your ass beat on these streets that you care about. I'm like, come on to the auto zone. He's like, yeah, 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 let's go to the auto zone. So I hop in, I hop in my car. I wow. peel to the turn lane because the turn lane's right to the left. I'm ready to turn into the auto zone. 
I get to the turn lane, that light turns green, he drives by honking and flipping me off and shit. I'm stuck in the turn lane looking like a dumbass. And that's that's how I almost got into a fight. Whoa. Earl. I'm never hopping You're up the car always again. always the zen one. Dude. That is so... Dude, I was surprised at myself halfway through. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't... I'm out in the middle of the street. I don't in the know. middle of Adelanto. Everybody here is fucking ugly. We already went over that. Adelanto has the ugliest people. And this guy did not disappoint. He, oh my God, when he walked out, I was like, what the hell is that? And then he, yeah, so yeah, I almost got into a fight, bro. But I, I, I found my center somewhere in the middle of that kerfuffle <laughs> and uh, I came back to reality. I think it's hilarious. Like now I'm fighting peace and you're getting into this random street fights. <laughs> it transferred over to me. It transferred over to me. It was a sickness. I'm telling you. <laughs> but I'm doing well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, no, nah, but honestly, like, like if he was honking like for 23 seconds, yeah. Bro, it was it was legit. I, I would have hopped out. I don't say 30 seconds because I think it was between 20 and 24 seconds. Like It was oh. legit holding on to the horn and it's like, I didn't even do anything. That's yeah. what really made me mad. Like, I didn't... You tried to speed up while I'm... Anyway, it's just... You know what Hey, is, whoever man. has that footage, by the way, who was filming me call that dude a bitch please like 87 times, please send that over. All black podcast. <laughs> please send that footage over. Right. I want to see Earl's... Yeah. And I had no hat on, so you know I was pissed. <laughs> I, had the hair, I had the hairline popping. <laughs> I thought I was looking crazy. Uh, so, yeah, man. But it ain't about that. It ain't about that, man. It's not about us. It's about who we have in the studio. Hey, and this guy right here is fam, man. Fam. Uh, all black alumni was on the pod a couple years ago. And just known for years now. Yes, we've known this guy for years now, man. Somebody who we know that as um if I if I know if I don't know anything about this guy, one thing I do know is that he is the one of the most persistent people I've ever oh, met. Yeah. One of the most Nose to the ground, is that even a phrase? Nose to the ground, head to the ground, persistence. I'm going to get through, I'm going to work hard, and I'm going to make whatever I'm doing work. And, the, well, you know, one of the jotes out here, I guess you could say, jack of all <laughs> trades, you know. Uh, yeah, man, fam. Yeah, fam. And, you know, I just love how he's always fresh. I appreciate freshness. Yes. That's fresh. I acknowledge it. I always had great conversations with him because the man always looks to the sky with no limits, and I have no limits, and sometimes it's disastrous <laughs> when we got together. But, <laughs> but sometimes it wasn't. So, right, right. So, yeah, lots of love. <laughs> That's a fact. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the people what your name is. Okay, okay. Time, uh, so I'm Sounds by EYE, you know, uh, like they said, alt-black alumni, um, uh, originally from the East Coast, raised in the West Coast, uh, former foster youth, moved around the country, and my music is all about that. So, you know, that's kind of where it's been at. It's been a lot along, maybe like, what, when's the last time we did this? Like 2018. 2018. 2018. Yeah. 2018. So yeah. that was when part one had come out. So part two came out, and then part three is about to be out. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty much. We back. Yeah. <laughs> we back, man. And, but this time filmed. <laughs> and, just, and, and just, and just, no, it was filmed last time. Oh, it was I, just I, I, I didn't do it. Your boy did your dirty. Cue the, cue the, uh, cue the, the, um, the soundboard. <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> but I looked at that yeah. film and you were sideways and I was cut off. Oh, and no. I was just like, dude, hey. I can't put this out. And it wasn't hey, can we episode. use it for a music video or something? <laughs> 
<laughs> it could go in a music video. It's, bro. A, it's some B sides. It's some B sides. Yeah, but real quick, just to catch the listeners up to what we're talking about, my G, you're talking about part one, part two, part three of Grey Minds Think Alike, Volume One. Okay. And that's a 93 song, uh, track, 93 track project that's a compilation project of. All the different people I've worked with over the last 10 years, as many as I can, really. Mm-hmm. Not not every single person. A lot of people, you know, not in time, didn't get a chance to uh, work on a certain song or maybe the song didn't work. But it was to the best of my ability, um, as many artists as I could really work with that I've, you know, linked with. So I have this big old list of different people. And, you know, maybe like a fifth of those artists I was able to get on this project. <laughs> but, uh-huh. but that just goes to show all the networking I've been able to do over the past few years. Um, so it's a compilation series. Um, will probably be the last time I do something of this size for a while. Um, yeah. But definitely something to listen to while you're doing something. I'm not going to lie, man. 93 tracks. That's crazy as hell. What made you want to do 93? Um, well, 93. Shout out to my 93 babies. Um, I feel like that year in particular, there's just, it's the last of, it's almost the last of Generation Y, almost the last of the millennials. A couple of years after it becomes Gen Z. So okay. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, it's a special year to me. I like it. You know, it the numerology works out. That's what it breaks down to 93 tracks on three 31 track projects. Okay. So the first two are out and the final one, the final 31 track project is coming out. So the so on you- one, two, three, two, one. One, two, three, two. See, I, so what's crazy is, what's crazy is when you, when you told me that when you sh- showed us the, yeah. the, the release date, I looked at that and was like, that's EYE right there. I feel like the day when I saw the date, yeah. I was like, there's a reason why it's one, two, three. What's well, no, One, two, what is it? One, it's two, 12, three. three, 21. Yes, so. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, so last time you were on here, you are dropping the first part. Now you're dropping the third part. What, tell me something that, you did not expect to come up with this project that came up with this project? How, or something that you didn't think that you were going to feel about the project that you now feel about the project? I feel like, well, first and foremost, I mix this myself. First time I've ever mixed my own project. Ever. Okay. Um, so that was a big leap of faith. There was a moment when I was mixing uh, Purple Frames, which was a song I dropped last year. And... I sent it around to a couple friends, and they mm-hmm. said, "Oh, this sounds this sounds better than some of your other stuff that you've got done recently." Mm-hmm. Um, on, on part one and part two, just in general, um, and I was like, "Really? Like I mixed it?" So that kind of gave me the confidence to like do it myself, and I I knew I could do it, but really, you know, you find time, you make you give yourself these like limitations based off of what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always things that you can also do. Mm-hmm. So that was the moment. And during the pandemic where I was one of the things I was able to get better at. And obviously mm-hmm. it's a work in progress. And I still work with another engineer who gives me reference. But okay, you know what I mean? Like, it's good to do that. Um, also, I'm happy with the songs in terms of the lyricism where, you know, I feel like it's more of a mature project compared to my other two projects. So mm-hmm. like in terms of just growth and, um, there's a track on there called The End of the Beginning, mm-hmm. which is exactly what it is. It's the end of the beginning. Mm-hmm. So the beginning is finally over. Mm-hmm. And now we're in the intermission or whatever that time period mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of what it is. So Yeah. I wanted to touch on something you said. So I during the pandemic, uh, you really took that time to 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 grow and to push yourself. Uh well, 
how did you find the motivation to keep it going throughout the year? Because it's like a lot of people, when right. you speak to people about 20, their 2020, it didn't seem like a, they were having a good time. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. But how did you find the motivation without everything that was going, going on to be like, you know what, let's take this up a notch? Um, well, for one, you always buy low and sell high in times of crisis, right? So when that that amount of time that you have, not to use those two words interchange, you know, those are two different types of time, but the type of time I had is um, okay. Let me break it down like this: like every time there's some type of crisis or recession, mm-hmm. opportunities are at their highest for the next period of time. Yeah. So I kind of knew in my heart that this is the last time where I'm going to get this much time to myself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really allowed me to, you know, just, okay. So right when work ended, I was in a work mode. And I'm not going to lie. There was times where I definitely got stagnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes this year, um, sometimes a little bit last year. But for the most part, it was all based off momentum um, mm-hmm. and trying to build my routine up. Now I'm still figuring that routine out. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not easy, um, but routine is very important, especially times where you find yourself in the middle of hitting streaks and, you know, getting little things done. And then also just knowing that, like, everything isn't supposed to happen overnight and you can't beat yourself up for not always getting everything done. I'm very ambitious. I've, I have a task list, 90%. You know, 90%. See, mm-hmm. I like that. I think uh, they said something like five out of seven entrepreneurs – I'm sorry. You get every entrepreneur gets about five out of seven things on average, something like that. Some some random statistic like that done every day. Mm-hmm. So there's always two things you don't get done. Fact. So it's like okay, but what do you do about those? Do you forget about it or do you roll reschedule it, it? Figure you know roll and just over keep, minutes. You know roll yeah. over minutes. I love it. <laughs> just roll it over know, to the next that's day. That's a millennial thing. Shout out to my millennials. Ninety three. <laughs> I, think, I think another thing that was key is what you said that a lot of artists or should be if there was an artist orientation or whatnot it should be mentioned is routine 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 mm-hmm. and and trying to go about figuring out the routines so far what's your routine consist of I wake up when I'm most productive when I wake up as early as I can um it's the first thing you fast. do when you're waking up first thing I do when I wake up is make coffee and roll a blunt Okay. Respectable. Shout out to problem. Yeah. <laughs> coffee. Let's go. Respectable. Yeah. Yeah. Respectable. Uh, probably. And then um, I at when I'm at my best is when I start writing. Right now I'm not in writing mode, so I haven't been writing when, I, when I've been waking up. I've been actually getting to it in terms of planning, mm-hmm. um, whatever is the most pressing thing of that day is mm-hmm. really what I do first in the morning. Smart. Mm-hmm. But I try to make that writing or recording. Something creative, whatever the creative endeavor in within you, that little um, thing that you're that you're that you're feeling uh, motivated to accomplish. That's really what I'm trying to do, really. So, if I can spend even just an hour or two on that, sometimes it'll take. You know, with the extra time, you'll find yourself seven hours just looking at the same piece of paper, trying to think of like, how do I, you know, really get out of this issue and mm-hmm. or yeah. or figure out this you know, um, challenge, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and that's one of the benefits of this pandemic is being just that time you've been able to have to think and really think through, I, through ideas, you know, 
and just considering what could go wrong and what could go right and looking at different alternatives and doing research and talking to different people who have, you know, had structures and things like that and just learning, man. Yeah. Yeah, you are the only person Smoke I know. Smoke a Dutch who's read like, a book, you know what I'm saying? 100 oh, percent You're the only person I know who who has the what's it called? The master cluster fuck plan. What is it? What is that called? Oh, break that Ooh, down. Yes. What was that shit break called? That yes. How he remembers it. Yes, yeah. the master cluster fuck. How can I? It was it looked like a master cluster fuck. Really for some does. reason, you're able to, you know, it's able to work for you and you're able to use that to like yeah. you're talking about planning your day. That's that's where I lack at. I could plan all day. Mm-hmm. Executing is where I was is the part that's like and for, the hardest. For the listeners, break down what is the master cluster fuck? Okay, Mas- so master cluster fuck w- plan. Is that I'm what that is? So glad you asked. We this write question. about that. That's yeah. what it's called. That's okay, literally what it's called. <laughs> yeah. That's literally right. what it's called. That's yeah. tra- trademark. Trademark. Ah. No. Um, so master cluster fuck is. It's funny you ask that because right now we're at two point master cluster. The clusterfuck 2.0. <laughs> okay. You know okay. So, <laughs> so, okay. Master clusterfuck 5G. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. So the master clusterfuck is a plan of taking all of your associated ideas and chores and errands and ambitions and tasks and every single thing that's in your brain that you can think of mm-hmm. that is um, of importance to you Mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form from doing the dishes to dropping off some mail to winning a Grammy. You know, it could be anything, right? Get it all out on a blank piece of paper, eight and a half by 11. Then you take those thoughts and you put a priority next to them. And you basically... You figure out, okay, which one is most important out of these things? And you can create it that based off of a three-tier scale, a five-tier scale. Depends on how much you got, honestly. Mm-hmm. If you have a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. then maybe do it out of five. If it's not a ton of stuff, do it out of three. Okay. Um, you can, If you really can get down to it, you'll get it down to two. Okay. But um, essentially what that allows you to do is visualize your priorities and then – now you can see, okay, what are ones, twos, and threes, fours, fives? Go to a new piece of paper. Maybe mm-hmm. you can do it, you know, just a brand new one. Put all your ones together with your ones, your twos with your twos, your threes with your threes. Now you really have a visual representation of what are, what's important. Now here's what's most important. And it's important that you know that the one through five is based off of level of priority. So one is like urgent. Like I got to do this now. Like I have no... I have to get, uh, like, I have to go to the DMV, someone, doctor, whatever. Um, You know, two would be just about the same priority scale, but, you know, maybe just almost as important. And then, I mean, I don't even do it like that. To be honest, I do zero for, for like, the doctor and stuff like that whenever you have to go take, like, urgent errands like that. Uh, Okay. One, I use as... As like like just main the yellow light yeah the main priorities of of what I'm trying to accomplish right now like for example right now my one says work on the album uh, uh, release the album and throw the party which is one thing I'm I'm working on right now okay. that's one of my top priorities right now okay it's not a two anymore it was a two before okay. and it moved up the list so by having your your priorities mapped out ignore the two three and four. And for now, just focus on the ones and take the ones, put it on your calendar, schedule everything within a month, 
right? On your ones. Hopefully okay. you don't have a ton of ones, but if you do, you do put it in two months. Try mm -hmm. to give yourself a timeline, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just start knocking them out. Or what you can do is instead, because it works differently. Everybody's different. And I found that I can be good with time or I can be good with task, right? So sometimes you don't even have to think about the timeline, right? Some people are, are less time-oriented and more just task-oriented. Mm -hmm. So what they'll do is just write it all the ones on one list and, and try to think, okay, what's the most important out of these? Try to put it in order, like 1A, 1B, 1C, and then just start knocking them out one by one just on a priority list, right? And then that's how you really have it defined. Now, the reason why I tell you about 2.0 is because Master Clusterfuck 2.0 I've taken, I no longer do that. That's like the, that's the basic form. Now oh, it's just shit. one document that has everything year by year of what I want to accomplish. So that's the five-year plan. Okay. And that's the next level of it is saying, okay, look, there's stuff that are my Ds, or I'm sorry, uh, fours, fives, sixes on. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do this right now. Like I want to write a book. Right? How am I going to write a book right now? I don't have time to write a book right now. Like I do. What you what you what you going to write but, a book about? But what? exactly, I want to accomplish some things more. Oh, like, okay, okay. You know, okay. or so whatever. it's on the list, but you just it's like yeah, it's a like a list. Thing, would it but... be best for me to write that book right now? Sure, I could talk about my life experiences in foster care, mm -hmm. what it's like to be an independent artist, and just but then how does that book end? You know what I mean? I need to do something of magnitude to where I can really say I've accomplished this and people want to know why I wrote that book. So obviously mm -hmm. that's a priority for later. So now I have that plan. It's like a five-year plan. And that's the master clusterfuck. So I know it's long, okay. but... No, I get yeah. it. So it's like taking the individuals of the importance in different tiers and then taking the tops of each tier and then formatting that mm -hmm. and giving yourself a a play-by-play -play Absolutely. Yeah. And like what you said was kind of... Uh, is this a word? Someone Google it. Formulaic? Is that a word? I, I think feel, that is a word. I feel like that's a word. White too. hands? Uh, someone Google it. Formulaic. I yeah. think that is a word. Yeah, because it's in my head. I don't know. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson actually might have said that. Possibly. I'm a speech guy. Things just come to me. That's <laughs> 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 oh, a word? Yeah. White hands has a form. It's a word. Yeah. What's, what's white hands? Is that from uh, Super Smash Brothers? You know, the little white hands that come at the big boss? No, white no, hands because no, we black so hands. we got some white there hands. There we go. There <laughs> he we has go legitimately <laughs> white hands. Like his hands are white. So. All right, here we go. He's a pasty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All respect and love to my nigga, dude. Nah, uh, what you said was a, a pretty formulated when uh, you was when you broke down the timeline, mm -hmm. and it's like timeline equals time plus task. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it is that by by limiting yourself to to a time frame on certain tasks that might speed up results to to an extent. So right, hey, there was a lot of knowledge in what you just dropped right there, and also Thank this you. is this is also for me. So if I had a book. I would name it The Perils of Having a Long Dick by Tony Asar. The Perils of <laughs> Having a Long Dick by Tony Asar. How many chapters is that with? Uh, currently 23. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Looking for the pause button. The, the pause button. No, that's that's air horns. Bam, 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 bam. That's the, what that is. The prologue starts. It was the best we of times. We need a soundboard. It was the greatest of times. But sometimes... It was amazing of times. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I brought this for you. Put the pinky out while you while you're talking about. It. There you go. Put that on. There the you go. The perils of having a long day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take that off before you got out of control. All right. Hey, so I see you. I see you slim down some. 
you know, yeah. from the last Back time I seen you. True Shout form. out to the fitness. Right, right. Uh, so give people some pointers. What, what was the cause of the slim down? Was it, uh, was it something that you le- legitimately tried or pandemic, you couldn't afford no food or... You know, the COVID diet is the best diet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The COVID diet. COVID diet is all over the place. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's, everybody's COVID diet hey, you is know different. what I'm saying? I, this I just, is the COVID diet. I'm just right. with you. I noticed, you know what I did notice though? A lot of people either gained a, some weight or lost a lot of weight. Yeah. I've noticed like yeah. a lot of people have lost a lot of weight. It's not just me. Yeah. So it's Well, let me in. What, what'd you, what'd you so, do? So, uh, I dropped 45 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, back, so, I'm back yeah. in my true form. I went from like... Super the, Saiyan. The back from Freezer. 205 to 160. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, in between. So, about 40. Sorry. I'm moving this table. 40 to 45 uh, pounds-ish. And started with... Um, honestly, started with eating at home. Eating just like immediately just off of the the work diet. Mm-hmm. Um, that that helped. Um, eating eating bad was definitely yeah. You know, just being out and working and you're it's hard to eat healthy yeah, and, yeah. and cheap. That part, yeah. Um, so even though I would like to cook for myself all the time, like you can't do that. You know, mm-hmm. you can't always you know do your own cooking. And obviously, um, so eating in. Um, and then I also did the Chinese slim tea, which was something that was pretty incredible. That should have me. I probably got rid of 15 pounds within a week and a half off of that alone. And what that got rid of the... So the it what? was... The China Slim Tea? Yeah. Sound the, like something on the shade room. Yeah. So, so basically, <laughs> I, think, I think it was called like David's Slim Tea. Okay. Basically, and what it allows you to do... Disclaimer, don't mess with this unless you want to or whatever. But um, the, so I took the tea and it had me... Poop out all the bad toxins, essentially. Mm, okay. Get rid so of all the bad. To- yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. But it was you didn't feel no type of stomach aches or nothing like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I felt pretty good the whole week. So okay, it oozes out. Yeah, basically all the gut bacteria, all Sludge the butt. just. No, I'm more like uh, mud, mud, more like Team Rocket, Team Rocket, <laughs> rock, you know, rock, Rocket Pack, you know, Cocoa Nuggets, you know, like, <laughs> more like to- toilet jet skis, chocolate shakes, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> brown surprise. <laughs> okay, and then so after that, I still have some pounds to go, right? Yeah. Um, just honestly, started like you know being a little bit more active, but. In general, what really came down to was juicing and eating at home. But mm-hmm. it's important to know that everybody, one of the one things I kind of relearned is that everybody has a different body type, mm-hmm. right? You might be, uh, I think one's endothermic, exothermic, and um, I forgot it. It's like hypothermic or something. No, not hypothermic. That's a word, right? <laughs> Not thermic, not, okay. Not thermic. Wrong word. Morphic. Morphic. Oh. Eso ectomorph. Okay. Mesomorph and mighty morph. Mighty morph. Right. One of one of them is big bone. Like you like you like. It's hard to lose weight. Okay. One of them is like you're skinny and it's hard to gain weight. Okay. And then one is like in the middle where you gain weight fast and lose weight fast. What's the one where you only gain weight in your stomach? Probably the Humpty Dumpty ass big, chicks walking yeah. the streets. Oh, like, yeah. What is that? Man, don't be talking about my muffin top. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> be talking. Don't be putting me out here like that, it's, bro. It's like they eat and everything stops right here because the jeans are so tight. Uh-uh. It won't go down further. It's like everything just backs up. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, I still got one more. Okay, 
Choro Del Moore at the oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Be gone. <laughs> All right, that was for me. We're back. But you dropped really good bars. So it's dope knowing that you was out here taking like uh toxins, like uh toxin cleansers pretty much. Essentially, you know? yeah. And and like not only did it show on your weight, but how do you feel in your overall movement and thought process? Do you really Oh yeah, feel? yeah. Definitely uh better. You know, it's it you definitely get sluggish. Uh, when you start putting on some, some chunk, can't slam that dick the way you need to, right? I don't think it's really. Uh, <sighs> yes, right, too much of right, a right. It's a big difference in my slanging. Stop putting me out here. Bro. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Probably, uh, probably in general, yeah. You probably get a little bit more. Uh, yeah, you you might you might actually be onto something. That's the. Might I'm be just a saying. I know. I know from experience. You know, you might get an extra round and a half in there. You know. Uh, you know Okay. It is a science. Good gut health promotes longer. Oh, hold on. This is why those dudes should be. I was gonna say. (laughs) I was gonna say. Sound like you like got a colon uh, inspection or something. You know, like I thought you meant the distance in which you shoot. Because I'd be looking at some of these porns and I'm like, how this motherfucker get that shit across the room? Like how? But he's like in really good shape, so I'm assuming, like you said, the gut because biome, like you, studying you the pull, science and everything. You gotta pull from the belly button and release through the hips. Mm-mm. Hold on, what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what? Pull from the belly button, release yeah, from the, the hips. It's like a like before like inhale, or like exhale. in the middle of. It's like an inhale exhale of shoot. Like oh, so the exhale with the hips, you're yeah, you <laughs> shooting it push through the hips. Like, 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 mm. like, you know when you feel the rumble pack? Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, rumble pack? Pull through your belly button. It shoot through the hip. <laughs> I've always, I've never been that, like, I always worded that. Like, especially some of those dudes with the Tims we talked about. Those black dudes with the Tims. Well. It's like four of them in porno. Well. That we all know. It's a known fact. Them motherfuckers Tim's be shooting 100 can't. yards. Because they provide the necessary uh, density to gravity ratio. Oh, okay, that's that, what it is. And then plus, the, they give you a certain elevation, so when you splooge, it shoots like a javelin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry, that was we'll, for we'll, us. Yeah, that was for us. We'll come. Thank, we'll, you, thank <laughs> you for participating. But, uh, <laughs> we'll come. We'll come right back. <laughs> I got. I got a random question before we get into the first game. Okay. <laughs> and this is just to the room. Is it easier to to get a million streams today, or sell a million CDs in 2000, 2001? Oh, what do you think in your mind is easier? I saw this debate on Twitter not too long ago, and I'm like, they're debating on it's easier today to get a million streams as opposed to selling a million CDs individually in 2001. But then other people were arguing, saying like, you know, a million streams, attention span today is not what it used to be. Music was more limited, so people were able to, people were willing to spend more money on CDs. I don't know, but I was just wondering your, your mind. Yeah, because you was really hell of spending money on CDs back in the day. They were I was like spending 20, 15, right? 20 yeah. bucks a pop for Especially CDs. Especially on deluxes and yeah. double, double packs. What year you say? 2000. Was it, easy, is it, was it easier to sell a million in, in 2000 as opposed to selling a million streams today? Or is it easier to get a million streams today? That's weird because 2000 was the year it all went to, went to haywire. Like 1999 was the greatest year of CD sales in the history True. of music. True. So 2000 is like... But, not that year, basically. Mm-hmm. So, but still, it's interesting. 
Um, but still, it was still mm. a song. If you said 99, I would have said CD. I'll say 99. Okay, 99. Okay, let's see. If you okay. were an artist in 99, do you think you'll have a harder time selling a million CDs in 99 as opposed to selling I don't know, a million 50 streams today? sold a million CDs in the first weekend. He dropped in 2001. He did. Right. Okay. That's one and person. Blueprint one person. Can't be so like three. You know, but I'm just sure. saying right. in general, <laughs> like when the market and like, like, like we're gonna talk about early two thousand, a lot of bangers. I still buy Nellyville. Right. Like, yeah, I was in two thousand. <laughs> I'm just saying the market was down. <laughs> what you got, Durves? Um is my mic working? Hello? All right, all right. So while he's doing that, Hello? so so you remember how I always check him and yep. be like, "Hey, Derv, is your mic on? <laughs> it's never on, right? Because it's like, because you know that. But hey, Derv, is your mic on? Yeah, it's, it's working. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. If you consider the internet, okay, um, like literally anyone could blow up on TikTok right now and get a million streams. Okay, sure. there's been countless people that have done it this year, just like sitting in their room during COVID. Okay, so. <clears throat> Getting a million plays, well, a million CD sales in 2000, you're essentially required to be, like, signed by to a label. You can't do it as an independent artist because, mm-hmm. like, the labels owned the music industry at that point. Mm-hmm. And now with the internet, uh, like, the people have kind of taken it back. So it's kind of a hard thing to, like, mm. compare. Okay. No, I, I like that perspective. I like that perspective. I, I saw some of the arguments saying like, you know, um, music was more scarce. Uh, people want to get the mm-hmm. album off of one song. Based, but now like, I listen to one song on your album. If I don't like it, I'll just stop listening to it. Whereas if you sell that CD, you get that sale. To get the yeah. sale on a stream, you got to well, stream like a thousand times or some shit like that to get an album sale. So yeah. that was some of the arguments I saw opposed to it. But I do agree with that. Like, and to sell a million CDs in 1999, you got to have those physical CDs. You got to get them shits made. Whereas, so there's a lot of right. production costs in that to actually get the CDs that made, part. the time to sell it. Yeah. And that's also a million CDs, which is 10 songs. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what is that? 10 million song sales? You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, think yeah. about it. It's not like saying, like, one song is one stream. Yeah. Not 10 songs is one stream. Yeah. So, but you have to get, I think it's 1,200 streams like, to get an album sale, right? Yeah, or I was going to say. Like so, that. if you if you bring it down to, like, what that equivalent is in CD sales, mm-hmm. you might have an argument. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if it's, like, what, like, 80,000 CD sales or something like it, yeah. based off those numbers? I don't know. I just did uh, that in my head. 1,500 streams is one CD sale. Mm. 1,500 streams? Okay, and so that's, ten, let's say, a 10-song album, right? So that's 150 streams per song, right? Um, like on If you're breaking it down to, like, a 10-song album. If you're breaking it down a, to, like, the album streams, yeah. yes, but each song would have their own streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, average though average song 150 yeah. streams per song maybe some have more some less right so what is that I, I don't know I'm trying to do math, too much math here <laughs> uh, I like it though I like I, it. someone I, will comment, so, it, we'll, comment. We'll, we, could be, we can come back and revisit this question it was just something that I saw on Twitter I wanted to comment if you, uh, what, you what you think yeah comment down below Oh, Ooh, comment oh. down below. First game, <laughs> first game we're gonna get into is behind the posts. Okay, all right. So behind the post, every guest that comes on, I go, I scare the social media and look for context behind some of the things they have posted mm-hmm. on social media. So went to your Twitter, uh, so I can uh, kind of get some context behind some of the shit you post. Okay, okay. 
Let's go first one. You posted this June 17th, 2021. Okay. It would be crazy if the best college team played the worst NBA tank team to see who wins every year. Hashtag NCAA versus NBA. <laughs> what caused that? Because <laughs> there's no way in hell. <laughs> Those grown men were some youngies. <laughs> but what brought along that question? Because we all had that question. Right. But then most of us be like, you know, there's no way that's going to happen. But just tell like you really want to see that. You want to see Carnage every every yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. You want to no. see Alabama get dogged 45? Uh, it would just be an interesting experiment. Like, okay, think about it. Like, if the USC Trojans of 2004 with Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, and all of them played the, I don't know, the worst team in the NFL at that time. What, Probably Cleveland the Lions. Browns, pretty close. Pretty, the Browns. Lions are the, the Lions. The Jets. The, the Jets. Okay. The Jets. I mean, they probably would Jets. lose. <laughs> okay, but okay, they probably would lose. Yeah, it would just be, it would just be interesting to see like an upset or something like that. You never know. Like two thousand four, it might not be an just, upset if the Jets lose. It might not be an upset. I think that's a it's upset if we win. <laughs> oh, because Tony, I saw a Byron Scott. Jersey oh yeah, you you are the you are the Jets fan, huh? I am. I, I'm ready to bait. It's so hard because I, like, hop off we, that narcotic, bro. Hop, how, hop off. How are we repeatedly this bad every year? We have four quarterbacks. Like, it's not even <laughs> in yet. Even Y'all in drafted yet. a Hooper as a quarterback. Geno Smith should not be playing football. He looked like a Hooper yeah. on the field. Oh my God. That was a horrible choice. It was a horrible choice from the preseason. <laughs> We knew it was like wear yourself in. Come on, I'm Mark sorry. Sanchez. I didn't. I didn't mean to bring the Jets up. Look at that. Look at it. He's going. He's spiraling. Bring him back. Bring back Bill Parcells. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about that with the Cowboys. Please. Bring back Bill Parcells. Please, he's not that old. Yeah, he is actually. I know. That. He's old as shit. He looked decrepit in the '90s when he had uh, <laughs> LT with him. You know, <laughs> he's the one with the muffin top. <laughs> Next, on behind the post. That's a whole bakery. <laughs> BTP. He posted this uh, July 17th, 2020. Boom. Promoters. Now is the time to start booking people based off their talent, not how many people they can bring. Trust me, your long-term results will yield more success. Hashtag promoters. Hashtag music industry. So... I, I can't agree with that, but I just like right. to hear a little bit more context of what brought you up to that conclusion of why you think that promoters, because it is about, you know, promoters are trying to make money, mm. which I definitely understand. I respect. Right. You know, but what makes you think that they should go with the talent over the the notoriety of somebody? Um, I think that's based off of what a lot of uh, people who lived in LA, you know, back in the 90s and 80s and whatever, they would tell me that you could go to any like Sunset Strip or any place in LA and the music would be good. Mm-hmm. There would be it would be really good music. And no matter where you went, and I'm a part of that generation that learned from some of those guys. Um uh, I used to take music lessons at Silver Lake Conservatory Music. So a lot of my mentors are in bands and they're musicians and they play live music. Um and I think that what happened is a lot of when the music industry went down and you know it was harder to find talent that was bringing out names and selling and it was an experiment um you know promoters started booking more on the low end and trying to find you know the up-and-coming people who could just expend their fan base without really having a fully developed sound Mm -hmm. and you know i noticed that you know anybody you can book any show you want 
if you sell the tickets to book it. So essentially that model is not flawed in the short term, but in the long term, you're not going to really see impactful results if you're just focusing on the bag. Every time, you're not creating culture by doing that. You're essentially just milking up-and-coming talent, making them spend more time Mm. working on selling tickets Mm. for you as opposed to working on their set. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about who's going to come to the show. It's about who's going to stay at the show. Mm -hmm. If you're not at the show to enjoy yourself, if you go to a show and it's like some up-and-coming talent who hasn't practiced, Mm -hmm. people forget all about practice, you Mm -hmm. know, in general. I mean, I don't mean like go rehearse and get like a microphone and do all that. I just mean like just practice, like rap your songs while you're driving, do whatever, you know, just practice, spend time focusing on that. You need to actually sit down and focus on that. If all your time is going to who's going to come to my show, who's going to come to my show, you're not actually keeping people at, at the shows. So what the job of the promoter, a really good promoter's job is, is to promote. And mm. create an atmosphere. And create an atmosphere. You know, it's to market. It's mm. to market the talent and say, hey, look, I got this talent here. Are you going to come see them? Are you going to come see them? And in turn, that artist gets promotion as for their entity, for themselves, Mm -hmm. and the promoter wins because they're bringing somebody out and they're helping build that person up. Now, are you going to get the instant results? No, you're not going to get instant results. You have to, it's all about, you know, campaigning and building, building up people and saying, Mm -hmm. okay, I like how you sound. Mm -hmm. I want to book you for my events. You might not be the most popular person, but I guarantee you, if whoever shows up on my show, when they see you perform you're going to make them want to come back when they see your name on the flyer later. Mm-hmm. You, you, you ever go to a show and you're like, dang, man, that person sounds, they sound good. You're like, yeah. who's that? You're like, they don't, they don't even have a name. It's mm-hmm. just like somebody who's just amazing. And you're just like, wow, mm-hmm. that's a real musician. That's a real talent. That's but what then, keeps but, people but there. But essentially, then you'll be saying the promoters have to get in the business of talent picking. Uh, which is kind of what they do, right? A&R. You're, but they're getting cheap on... They're getting lazy the on the quality. Promotion. Yes. They're getting cheap on the quality mm-hmm. for the opening acts. They're not doing enough research and they're not get putting people through auditions. Mm-hmm. Forget it. What, what happened to auditions? I remember actually when I was younger, I actually did for shows, I actually used to have to go to auditions like mm. to, for a performance. But given, given the amount of people that are performing nowadays, how are you going to hold mass auditions? Because even when yeah. America got talent and uh, American Idol, you see those audition lines? That, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. I was watching they, some of those do, today, actually. They, they American like Idol? Black yeah, some auditions to get inspired. You know, the, know. the, the funniest one is, um, <sighs> you know what I'm talking about, American Idol? The one who was a tiger. The t- you know what I'm talking about? You know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. What was his name? He, they were like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a singer, songwriter, poet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was like real estate agent. Uh, <laughs> and then he did the crawl up the stairs. He crawled up the stairs. Wait, he was a tiger. He was a tiger. He performed. He walked in the room. Oh, who is this man? He walked in. It was silent. Like he walked in the room. Everybody's been looking at him. And he said, <laughs> And he said, yeah. <laughs> Unseen, Yeah. <laughs> Mom in the coop, I'm gonna see them. Mom in the <laughs> Make my head stop. Will you make my pet drop? <laughs> Please go look that up. That shit is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, American Idol was so classic, right? Oh, so classic. So classic. Yeah. Something. 
like a frozen in time. Oh, uh, yeah. Derp, hey, the White House is looking it up right uh, now. His name was something Tiger uh, or... Throw that clip. Right <laughs> oh there. yeah, right there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't find his name, but all the videos on YouTube are just Tiger Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Everybody, please, right now. Uh, clip will be in here, actually. Yeah, clips in the video. So yeah, clips in the video. Enjoyed <laughs> us. Okay, we'll watch it after. But all right, keep going. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thank you for participating in Behind the Post. Not, not too hard, right? I didn't bring him nothing salacious or nothing like that. Right. You know what I mean? I'm trying to look out for my homies. You know? Right. He's looking out for the homies. Now, so one thing I know about you is that you're very good at networking and and meeting that you people. Are. Like he he at a like he is. You can go by AKA Network King, and I wouldn't be mad. You know what I'm saying? Like you are the network god out here. Give some people some tips on Welcome how. To <laughs> I'll get some people some tips on how to network, how to properly network in your mind to build and grow relationships and navigate. Especially in the through the LA scene. Yeah. It's a beast. Yeah. Hmm. Um, one thing I would say is very important is to take your time with connections, okay. uh, but also understand that you're not necessarily going to get instant results. Mm-hmm. I think. Los Angeles, you're talking about L.A. Um, L.A. is a very patience-driven city. Uh, you have to be mindful of that. I feel like when you go to different cities, it's different environments, different vibes for that. But um, I would say, you know, one thing that's important is keeping track of who you meet and, you know, making sure you know, like, where what area they work in, mm-hmm. um, going out to a lot of shows, seeing familiar faces and just being approachable. I mean, you know, when you see people you haven't met before, you know, don't be a stranger. Um but what do you mean by that? Like like You know, and I just That's very I, vague. Like what what do you what does he like you go out come on now. You go out to the trying to think of how to how to how to You go out to the event. Okay. You see fucking little be the base god out there, Casey right. Veggies or whatever the case may be. Okay. Like what is EYE's so first thing you do is networking. you just make a visual. You sometimes you won't even when you're especially somebody like at that level, mm-hmm. you really have to be patient. It's a it's, it's it can't be like I've heard of a lot of artists that will do something like that where they'll meet somebody who waiting outside the studio mm-hmm. and you know they'll wait until four a.m. because mm-hmm. you know DJ Capri K Capri or whoever is on the radio or Funk Flex or whoever is. And then, you know, they're waiting for that moment so they can get to them and they approach them with their CD and they get this shit thrown out and yeah. they keep trying and keep trying. Like, it really is that. But for me, I like to do it a little bit different. I like to essentially be, uh, what's the word? Familiar. I like to build the familiarity effect. That's what it is. Uh, okay. it's, it's essentially just, I mean, you see the logo a lot. You know that that helps um, for sure because mm-hmm. people might not recognize my face or recognize me by my name, mm-hmm. but they'll recognize the logo for sure. Mm-hmm. So that helps uh, branding, branding wise. So brand yourself, brand yourself, um, and then continue to be familiar to people. I met evidence at Thop Fest. Um, I could, you know, mm-hmm. um, send, let me if you want. We can. I I'll drop the clip. I'll send it to you guys. Or whatever. <laughs> okay. I, actually, I actually got it with me, so I, you know, I can, you know. 
uh, EYE. But I met. It's not your show. <laughs> <laughs> we do the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> nah, it's just like a little, a quick video my homie got of me just talking to him. But when I when I talked to him, I was like, bro, hey, what's up? It's me, you know? And, I, you know, you recognize me at all? He's like, yeah. Yeah, like he, it didn't feel like he didn't know me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like it was like a moment of like, oh, you know, yeah. and it was because I've. It probably is because I put in little tidbits. You know, maybe it's tweets, staying on Twitter, following that person if you want to meet them, or you know, networking around people or in familiar circles. That is great too. So if you're trying to get through to somebody, not necessarily going directly to them, mm-hmm. but having somebody that they consider important. Um, having them talk about you mm-hmm. to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even doing that multiple times, you know? Trying to approach different people who know that person and just be like, hey, man, just, just mention my name. Just, yeah. just just let them know about me. You know, y'all don't want anything. Like, all I want them to know is who I am so we can create a connection and see where that goes and see how I can provide value and how they can provide value. And, you know, we can win in the long term. Because, you know, there's always going to be somebody younger young to come in and and bring some new fresh aspect to creativity and art so mm-hmm. that's that's the angle I, I i come out with so i'm not gonna yeah. lie when i see young people in the game i know i got a victory coming you know <laughs> explain because i got experience i know i can make certain maneuvers that uh, being set up in, okay because young people yeah they got the sprite you mm-hmm. know they got the vigor mm-hmm. but they're sloppy and they move too fast oh mm-hmm. very true so Really, I say young person, I'm like, oh, you're going to stumble. I'll just leave you on me. I've seen that. I've seen that before. <laughs> I was like, oh, you be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that before where you might see somebody in their, like, 20s about now and like, mm-hmm. hey, like, hey, you're famous. So, like, you got to, like, help me make this connection right now. It's like, dude, no, you yeah. got to sit down, chill, and just be you and be present mm-hmm. and be patient in your own skin knowing that. Whatever's gonna come about is gonna come about. But if you like try to stress people or rush people or exactly. pressure people, it's never gonna work out to the extent that you want it to. Mm-hmm. And even then, what I just talked about about like meeting Ev, like that was a very fast thing before the show. I didn't get a chance to interview him. I didn't get a chance to like you know Child tell him about my music and all that yeah. type of stuff. But I will one day. I'm putting that out there, and that's not I'm not in a rush to do that. I just want to because I like the dude's music. I want to do the same with like Blue or different people in mm-hmm. West Coast hip hop artists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and event, and I know of artists who have done that already that mm-hmm. I'm cool with. So it's like wow, that's eventually gonna happen. Yeah, setting, you know, setting up a little ripple effect. Ooh. Shout out to productive culture. But, uh, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the fam. <laughs> Uh, well, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to extend on that because that that's a great breakdown, you know, for for people to follow that blueprint on, you know, patience. That's I think that's yeah. one of the keynotes you learn on extended and an extension of the journey. But how do you get over the initial anxiety of wanting of, of even taking those those steps to to hop in? Because maybe a shot, a shot, a shot or two, a little shot. 
I mean, I just realistically speaking, to get over the anxiety. You know, a little, a little, a little poetry. Talk, talk, talk about poetry. We're gonna yeah, refill on that. <laughs> and as we refill on that, we're gonna get back to that question. But yeah. real quick, I, hey, party people, you like the vibes? You like the looks? Huh? You like how it looks? Huh? You like the the purple? You like you like the video? You want some white hands on deck? Mm. Oh mm. well, there's only one place you can get all of this, and you get that. Do do do. Productive culture. That's here, baby. Oh, yeah. Hey, preserve, oh, yeah. conserve, maintain, sustain, and continue over here at Productive Culture. Not only do they do podcast setup, they do sound editing, video editing. There's some merch. You can get special equipment for, for your podcast. It's a whole lot. It's a whole machine. And you could go over here and get the steam down here at Productive Culture. Oh, yeah. And back to it. Let's do it. Uh, Earl, you're the best. But, hey, uh, so how do you get over the initial form of anxiety uh, to even take those steps? That is super important. Um, I feel like I'm that type of person where I'm either 100% or nothing. You know, I'm not going to start it. I might write down the initial, like I said, the idea on the master clusterfuck, but I'm not Mm going to. Um, I'm not gonna thank you, thank you, sir. Cheers. You are the welcome. Cheers. I'm drinking the saludos. The ends, you know. You guys know that if you ever in Mexico, say saludos. That's cheers. Saludas. Saludos. Oh, saludos. Yeah, or whatever. Okay. <laughs> really, really, really. I just heard salute. Oh, when I grow saludos. up, but, saludos. Yeah, salute was like bless you. All right. Cheers. No. Man. Cheers. Okay. Salute sure. is I'm bless you in French. Ah, okay. Is that? Yep. In French? Who invited the Canadian? Man, it's all, it's all Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I need my maple syrup. Hey, you guys sign This is like a totally off topic, but are you guys signing up for Bad Boys of IE? Bad Boys of IE. That shit is coming. What's what, that? What is that? Y'all remember Bad Girls Club, right? Uh-uh. Wait, let me answer this question, bro. Hold on. Let me, I'm signing up. I'm, just, are, are I'm signing serious? up. I'm signing up. I'm going to go in the house and start punching people. <laughs> I'm signing up for Bad Boys of so, IE. If I sign up for Bad Boys of IE, what I'm going to do is we'll forget about trading and just have Maddox episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we could be the old heads there because, you know, they're looking for people like in the mid-20s, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, okay. But we could be the old heads. Like, All right, what up, y'all? I'm 34, but in my mind, I'm 22, and I spass the fuck out. I spass it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes I just cry in the shower. Uh-uh. It was totally random and off topic, extra. but I, I think I think I might sign up for Bad Boys of I just need you guys to support when I do. I asked my girl already. I got it clear by her. You know, Bad Boys of IE. Bad Boys of IE. You're going to marry her. Huh? Whoa, what the fuck? Uh, Speaking of anxiety. Speaking Whoa. of anxiety. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of anxiety, we drink this beer right yeah, now. Shut the fuck up. Uh, okay. so, so back right. to that was that was for me. That was, that was great. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, how okay. anxiety? Okay, so uh, the way I deal with um, the fuck, initial anxiety. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Head on the anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get anxious. Okay, my I'm bad, starting my to bad. feel triggered. All right, that was good. <laughs> <sighs> okay, yes, calm. So, how do you have anxiety? <laughs> <laughs> how do 
<laughs> you handled the anxiety. No, honestly, when before I start something, I can be very anxious uh, mm-hmm. to start it, especially when it's on the task list and it's something that's undone. Mm-hmm. So for one, I think I focus on one thing at a time. Um, I really try to do that. I have ADHD, so that's hard to do. But if I can do it, I can do it. Um, also, I'm one. Of, it depends on the person. So some people are like essentially more anxious before, like for, for as a performer, before they go on stage. And then some people are more anxious on stage, you know. And, you know, you might be one of those types of people. Personally, I'm so, somebody who gains the adrenaline when I go on stage. I never feel anxious before a show. But, I never, but specifically mm. networking, like the anxiousness of uh, of being of, able to approach like an evidence or a blue. Or yeah. How do you handle that anxiety oh, in that moment? Yeah. So you just gotta go for it, man. That's I why I said practice. a shot or two. I like. just have, pra- <laughs> I have practice. You have really, it's practice. It really okay. is. It's okay. it's about being comfortable um, meeting strangers. I think that's something that's a dying art. Uh, our generation Ooh. is something that had that. Mm-hmm. You would go meet people in person, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be somebody you're trying to work with or mm-hmm. somebody you want to date or anything like that. You're glory holes. You, you would, you would, yeah. I mean, that was Tony's thing back in the glory day. holes. Glory holes. <laughs> glory holes. It was a perfect time to meet a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw one of those in the bathroom one day, and I really wanted to like look at it, but I didn't want to take that chance, so. Catch a dick in the eye. <laughs> sorry, 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 go. Anxiety. Anxiety. <laughs> Shit. Or just smoke, man. Boom. That is the answer. That's the answer. All right. Smoke that a Dutch is, and read a book. There we go. That's how I had to That is the answer. That is the answer. No, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really practice. It's really like spending time, like getting out of your own shell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being outside and not everybody's extroverted. Not everybody's introverted, you know? And okay. knowing that about yourself helps you determine whether it's going to be harder or easier. And then you just put yourself up for that challenge, man. Don't be a bitch. Mm. Oh. Don't I be like a that bitch. first. Don't. Yeah, dude who was driving and trying to cut me off. Don't be a bitch. You, you driving like a bitch. Your ponytail. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's like the song Learn How to Drive off Great Minds Thinking Like Volume right? Part 1. Learn How to Drive. Or you saw my blinker, bitch. Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, oh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. You saw my blinker, bitch. It's the only song Will Smith's ever cursed Throwback. on. I felt that. I, you don't think I didn't put that on when I was driving? You ever see? You ever heard that song? You heard I, that song? I, I have. Okay. You never heard that song? I have to YouTube. YouTube, Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. You saw my blinker, but he has like bitch, like you know, uh, blanked out in the title. But it's the only song you hear Will Smith curse on. And the hook is, you saw my blinker, bitch. Dun, 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 dun. Bitch isn't even a cuss word. <laughs> he still likes us. It is, but that's a lot for Will Smith. That's if, true. Yeah, give him that credit. Speaking of Will Smith, what's going on with him? Anybody got any ideas? No? Nobody? Okay. All right. No comments. Ooh. My childhood is slowly getting like eroded away watching Will Smith like Instagram. Just look like a clown on social media. Just, I mean, it's like, yeah. it's either... He he's trying to be the rock out here, you know. The rock is like out here, just like doing a great PR, all this the, stuff. The like, rock's the most personal celebrity. Yeah, Alexis. like, but you don't know his personal life. That's the, yeah. outside of his daughter. What do you know? Per and he works out. What do you know personally about the rock? Do I you, love that. Do you? That's think- what I'm saying. Now, and Will Smith is like, say, at some point he said, "F it, I'm gonna just let the world know that I be letting my wife fuck on dudes." <laughs> and Maybe my children 
you know, I let them do whatever. And he's talking about he almost committed suicide at one point. Yeah. And he's this is a whole thing. He's been an act. So the Will, the Will Smith we know is not real. But and you I'm know just what like was crazy because you posted that picture tough. and it was like Will Smith looks sad. He did he not look and, sad? And he, he looked sad. He was doing an infomercial where he was trying to like sell something, but he looked sad. Uh, he couldn't. Yeah, drained. I, like, I've been feeling really bad about just like I didn't even watch his new movie. Is he not in blackface in that new movie too? What, what new movie? When he's Serena Williams, Serena oh, Williams' daddy, King Richard. Just watch the previews. It's oh, a little darker than little, Will Smith should be. They blackface uh, him. Oh, they're like, we can get away with this. Yeah, because black on black equals yes, okay. Like, <laughs> I guess so. But Will Smith was looking a little dirty. And I was like, is that dirt on the side of his face? Did he try to make him darker? I, I don't know what's going on, but I digress. I digress. Which yeah, Will Smith, man, he's he's got a lot of good movies though. But but you did say something about people not wanting to meet in person and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's true. I was thinking about this like a couple of days ago. Like, like I, this metaverse, especially this, now, this metaverse. Oh shit yeah. Oh, I is an example of like yeah. it's gonna succeed and it's gonna grow and it's gonna be the thing mm-hmm. because people are so much comfortable meeting people behind the screen than they are in person. And this whole metaverse thing is like. Bro, I've been learning a lot, mm. my nigga. I've been Bro. learning a lot. I've made like over $3,000 in the past like two months on this crypto really? stuff. I'm oh. telling you, bro. On NFTs. No, I don't even know what no, the fuck no, that crypto. is. That's a, whole, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. That's, I don't, that's, that's too much. That's too much. I'm just talking about crypto okay. gaming. Crypto gaming. Crypto gaming. Okay. Crypto gaming. Some game goes alpha tomorrow. It's already going. I saw it this morning on the way here. It's already going. You need up. to send me the updates, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know hey, me. I'm, I got. I'll be up on stuff too. I, I will. I'm, and I'm putting this out there because I'm gonna hold myself accountable. I'm starting a YouTube channel called Crypto Negro. Facts. I like that. <laughs> Crypto I Negro. Like that. And I'm literally going to just regurgitate the shit I hear from other people about crypto, <laughs> and I'm going to put that out there in the world. And Crypto Negro is gonna happen. That sounds in like great, about two dude. weeks. That's great. Crypto, yes. ne- Crypto Negro. Crypto Negro coming out. Be sure to follow yes. that. I'm gonna follow that. Please do. That's, That's hard. That. Yes. That's hard. <laughs> yes. And I'm very proud of that. I like Hell that. Yeah. I like that. Oh yeah. But I've been. I say all that to say, like, bro, like, mm-hmm. get in the crypto. Get in. The no crypto. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but also, you know, I made some money. Right? Yeah, I agree with you. There's some money. There's money out there. There's a lot of money. That's why I'm kind of. Yeah, but it's Everything good to diversify. Everything I see now in it, I just try to like mm-hmm. discipline. Right? <laughs> discipline. I'm be very disciplined with some stuff because I'm like, all right, I just gotta give it like ten years. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. It's the the hodling, right? Yeah, the hot, exactly. Hot, it's gonna be H-O-D-L, way hodl. It's hodl. Hold on for dear life. I'm trying, but you know, sometimes I be broke, <laughs> and then I go on my app and, and I see some comments. I'm like, Ugh. <sighs> I'll do the life out right now. A life life. Well, great. <laughs> number one thing to know is that when you do that within one year and one day, you owe a day trade tax essentially. So you owe more in taxes than if you held it for one year and one day, and that's guaranteed. For like, if you're in the income bracket up to forty thousand, mm-hmm. and you buy a stock or a cryptocurrency or anything really, yeah. uh, capital gains wise. After one year and one day, if you're in a $40,000 tax bracket, you owe 0% on those profits. But if you buy it and sell it within one year and one day, you owe, I think it's like 15% on those profits. So, okay. so and think know. about that every time you do a day trade and buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell oh, versus shit. just 
buying it one year, selling it next year, you know, and just continually doing that or monthly or mm-hmm. whatever it is. But just knowing that you can pull out, but always make sure That's what she said. you're far in, far enough in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> make sure you're far enough in. You feel me? <laughs> That's what she said. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what she said. Let's get into the second game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> second game is called SAP. Or SAP. S-A-P. It's an acronym. That means song, album, performance. Ooh. So I'm going to give you a couple different options, and you're going to tell me who you'd rather do a song with. An album with or perform with. Okay. Pretty simple. Okay. All right? All right. Let's do it. First set of options. For SAP. Evidence. Crooked Eye. Mm. MERS. <laughs> Song. Album. Performance. Sam. SAP. Um, nice moves. Yeah, so I definitely would not be able to do an album with Crooked Eye, bro. He'll like just that would be like I'll be working for a long time before that man can write like crazy as well. A full album, I feel like wouldn't keep us. I'm gonna go song with Crooked because Crooked okay. is like Crooked is a monster, bro. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I'm gonna just put myself. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be humble. You know what I mean? All right. Evidence is like uh, just has that creative like. Storytelling ability with the minimalism, and I feel like that would be somebody I could do a full album with. Okay, and then Merce, I mean, there's paid dues, man. That's like, Dude, that's like, you know, like oh, there's a lot of stuff, man. Man, Merce is like, I've seen Merce live a few times, mm-hmm. and I mean, I even saw him when I first would decided that I was gonna go to college uh, at USC. I mm-hmm. it was a USC versus UCLA. And I saw a bunch of bands, Merce, Most Def, mm-hmm. uh, Rooney, there's a couple other bands and people and artists. And that was what Most Def was performing with the little red phone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Merce, he just killed it. And I just remember that was like, I seen some opening bands open up for him as well. Mm-hmm. And just he's just associated with so much dope live entertainment. So mm-hmm. And I've seen like, I know Noah James, 60 East, a couple other people are tapped in with Mm. With merch through yeah, Pay yeah. so yeah, yeah. you so guys gave me a perfect little. <laughs> bop, bing. So you performing with merch, okay? Mic. Okay. Hit the mic. Next for Sap. Oh. Daylight. Cassidy. Jay Mills. Oh. Battle rap. Battle, yeah. Song album performance. Daylight. Cassidy. Jay Mills. Wait, say it again. So you said, <laughs> said Daylight Cassidy J. Mills. Yes. Song, song album, album performance. Um, I would have to say performance with J. Mills. Okay. Album with Daylight. Okay. Because I know he does some sick albums like mm-hmm. people don't know about. Okay. And Song with Cassidy. Song with Cassidy. Yeah, that would go. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy, actually. Okay. That would be tight. I would like Cassidy. He's battling soon, too. Cassidy. Oh, Oh, he'd be having some tight battles. He's battling Arsenal. See, Daylight is the only. Yeah, I'll stop in for that. Bro, have you you spent time watching Daylight's battles, bro? Like, Oh, yeah. Daylight is insane. It's insane, dude. I don't think this... Outside of... What's Homeboy? Outside of... um, 
Not murder Mook, but He's the like, other dude. I'm different. The other dude that be, has delivery is so different than everybody. He'd just be losing. Ah, uh, what is his name? <laughs> Can't remember his name, but anyways, Daylight is one of the top, bro. If yeah. not the top, he like, did. Daylight he did announce insane. his retirement, though. He did yeah, from Battle Rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he did. Dude, I think that. Oh, it's because he's uh, got that. I can bring him room for the mirrors. I think yeah. they have that group. Yeah, that, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. Yeah, like, uh, Kendrick's leaving TDE too. No, I, no, I know. It's, it's, that's it's why last album. That's why this new collective is. I'm assuming it's going to be like. Oh, it's tight. It looks tight. It's like Black the hippie Black Hippie 3.0. Yeah. Like 9.0. Because yeah. nine of them, it's like. You kind of get that vibe, right? Like, right. Yeah, Something's wish, in the works. Something's hey, in yeah. the works. Hey, what if what if TD signs Black Hippie? Like as a group, you know, and they're like, all right, Kendrick leaves, but then Black Hippie is the group, and we're going to sign you for your album or something. I don't know. But I just want to see it. signed. But no. The niggas see, would never drop No, no, no. Think about it like this. Because like, for example, Griselda is a group, yeah. right, of three people. Benny the Butcher himself just got signed himself as Benny the artist yeah. Benny the, to um, Def Jam through Snoop. But the group is still signed, signed to Shady. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that could that, okay. that definitely could be a thing. Yeah, like all black, and there's Tony, and there's Orpheus. Mm-hmm. There's three different entities, and there's Crypto Negro, and there's yes. that's four, and we're all signed to the Lord. Yep. Thank you. Next, signed to the Lord. <laughs> the next. That's productive culture. It lasts for Thank Sap. You, Lord. <laughs> Currency, hey, Action Bronson, mm. ooh, Schoolboy Q. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, this, I like that. This is a good one. Currency, Action Bronson, okay. Schoolboy Q. Currency, Action Bronson, Schoolboy Q. Okay, it's album. Sap. Sa- okay, sap. Song, album, performance. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Sticky heart. Hmm. Mighty hard. Yeah, this is a uh, tricky. I'm in between Bronson. You know what? I would have to say Bronson for the show. Okay, performer Bronson. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen him do some crazy shit at shows. Bring some crab legs on stage. Yeah, or throwing out weed and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, hmm. You said it was Bronson, Action. currency, Action. and and um, Schoolboy Q, right? Yep. So Schoolboy Q. I'll probably do a song with Schoolboy Q. Okay. And do the album with Currency. And do the album with Currency. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. And Currency is like an album act you want to Yeah. Wanna somebody you do. Yeah. He And I feel like that's somebody who I'll probably collaborate with in the next three years. I'm going to say that right now. Just because Currency. Yeah, put it out there. Currency is somebody who works with up and coming artists. He respects the talent and he mm-hmm. respects the sound. So all, all you got to do is just hear what I'm doing and be like, oh, you dope. And let's work. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Fine. Okay. Well, thank you for participating in SAP. SAP. Uh, what I like about you is like you understand portfolio, you understand diversity, and you're not just a man who does one thing. So, uh, how's everything going on with your own radio hour? Great. Yeah, everything's good with the little with the with the radio station. I can radio seven to eight p.m. KQBH one hundred one point five. Tap in. Okay. I love it. It's good. You know, it's a it's a great way to work with other artists and get to know them in a similar way that we're doing right now, but also ha- do something productive, you know, and build connections. And, you know, it's a great way to get somebody in the room, you know, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. the first way I'll meet one of those talents that you mentioned earlier is just by interviewing them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a great, bro. you know. So it's, again, it's all about different angles. Um, I I don't pretend to be... Um, an interviewer or host before I 
am an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I make it clear that I'm a performer. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here to let you know that I have music and I have this type of stuff. And I work in that audience, in that, in that, in that realm of people. But at the same time, I am somebody who will spread your story and get it around. So essentially, I don't like it when I get boxed in that, when somebody's like, oh, you know, he's the, so, somebody once told me, they're like, hey, you're going to be the next No Jumper. You're going to be the next No Jumper because mm-hmm. I'm in the radio stuff show. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. That's not where I'm going, bro. I mm-hmm. perform. Like, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's interesting. But what, what, what if? Yeah. Just hypothetically. Yeah. What if? Because Gilly, Gilly, I, the, well, Gilly the King now, but Gilly the Kid was a rapper now. Man, but you know that. Man. But you know that. That's well, the point. people who don't well, know you Gilly. know he sucked the shit out of Lil Wayne. Oh, well, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, what, what if mm-hmm. I Can Radio, mm-hmm. you know, took off? Right. And it became, you know, something very close to No Jumper. Mm-hmm. Like, here's here's my thing. I think a lot of artists... Or people in general get very they box themselves in yeah to what their dream or goal is and not allowing for other blessings to come in and maybe Absolutely. and maybe not recognize what they're truly supposed to be doing you know what I'm saying because they're so stuck on I'm not saying that you're not going to be a, a, a artist or anything like that but right. I do wonder like there's artists out there who get opportunities to do other things but because they're so steadfast on becoming the artist they 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 miss out on those opportunities mm-hmm. to actually be in another field or something very similar, right? And thrive in that field, and yeah. and then let that be something that can um, power the music or whatever the case may be, or even like putting the music to down, like right. you know what I mean, like. But I, I can't say like I'm not an artist, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I like podcasts. If somebody told me like, hey, you could drop the podcast and it become white hands behind the camera, yeah. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I'm interested in being behind the microphone and talking and creating that way. Mm. But if somebody offered, like if a no jumper came to me and said, hey, I got, you know, I'll pay your salary to edit our videos and stuff like that. Yeah. I I will probably try to do it, but it, it might be hard. Your heart wouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe I'm I'm over here talking out two sides of my mouth right now. Think like, about it like, we're, we're talking about no jumper. Think about it like AD. Mm-hmm. You know, every time AD is on that show, mm-hmm. he's an artist. You know that he talks about being an artist. Oh, see, I didn't know they he talk was an about. Artist. I mean, I know he does music, but I thought that was just no. I thought that was Adam's homie, and okay. he started doing music after. Okay, I didn't know this. Backstory. That's fair. That's fair. I feel That's like what I'm saying. So, like a lot of people though knew of AD. I, I heard about AD as an artist before he even got on No Jumper, and a lot okay. of people I know have told me about like in the streets or like, oh yeah, AD's tight. AD's tight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have some connections through to AD talking about networking. Okay. Um, Shout out peeps. Um, yeah. Like, so I've, I feel like that's somebody who you're going to see and you're going to eventually find out is an artist mm. or you're going to know immediately. Mm. But you know, you're, you know, that he's not hiding it yeah. is the point. Yeah. And so the difference between me and somebody like, well, you say, if I, if I just put it all down or like a no jumper is that like, mm-hmm. I still have that creative ability and mm-hmm. performance ability. And like people tell me, oh, when I come to your show, I see somebody who sounds good live. Mm-hmm. Like there are some people tell me my lives is better than my tracks. That's a good sign. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that's where I'm at and that's where my heart is. But I interview people to get to know them, to hear their story and to 
give people uh, uh, an example of the experience of an artist meeting someone, uh, somebody who they're familiar with. I make it no, I'm not shy about it. I'm like, yo, tell me something that you would tell your younger self or whatever, because I need to know that. And by you telling me that as somebody who's made it and set the stage, mm-hmm. I'm able to transfer that and you show that example to a younger artist who sees me meeting that person. And and show and doing it in an authentic way mm-hmm. and not being not fronting. The last thing I want to do is interview artists that I really like and then tell them like have them give me later like two years. Oh, you rap, bro? Oh, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like I I know that's I know that some people do that. that. Some people do that and they're shy about it and you know. But I'm not like that. I'm not, I'm an extrovert. I want you to know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, gonna be shy. I'm gonna just tell you who I am immediately. <laughs> no, yeah, you, <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you but in a cool have way. That tenacity, yeah, to to the the whole spiel of it. But I like the tenacity, so, yeah. But more so, uh, being an artist who interviews artists and being a performer who's interviewing other performers. Is there ever a time that you have guests on that you pull something from what they said and incorporate All into your the repertoire? time? Oh yeah, oh. yeah. What what would be one of the major or one of the key things that you have pulled from a guest that you had on that you say you incorporated and saw like need some cool results? I mean, in general, you see, I can't specifically just pull something right now, but okay. I can tell you. Well, maybe one. Um, seeing, I'm not gonna name the artist, but okay. seeing a particular artist work with other artists at a certain level. I mentioned that, right? Or mm-hmm. um, seeing somebody do blow up on TikTok and being like, damn, you got 100,000 on TikTok. That's crazy. How did you do that? Mm-hmm. Or seeing somebody do um, something faster than you did at that age, you know, and mm-hmm. say interviewing somebody younger. Or, you know, there's so many different examples of what you can learn, um, you know, artists interviewing another artist and showing the example of that to others. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But um, I want to say, I can't say like specific takeaways, but in general, you can you can learn a lot from spending time with different individuals and figuring, okay, this works. This doesn't work. This works for mm-hmm. me. This doesn't work for me. Hearing what they, what they went through, asking people what went wrong. That's actually a big thing. That's huge. Mm. Finding out what can go wrong. What's mm-hmm. gonna stop me in the future? Mm-hmm. And hearing those stories, you know, and hearing you know examples of that, but not letting it discourage you, but more so allowing you to be prepared when it does come up, so you're not, you know, tripping, you know, tri- spazzing out, and you don't lose everything. <laughs> <laughs> that you know? part. Well, uh, thank you for that. I think it's time to get into our third game. Third game, and it's. What that mean, though? <laughs> well, this is where I have a couple of quotations from, you know, uh, different scenes in movies, uh, writers, actors, musicians, and whatnot. You reach in, you pull out the quotation, read the quote, tell us who it's by, what you think that mean, though, and if you agree with it or not. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. Uh, All right. Party time. Ah, yeah, new bag, (laughs) new bag alert, new bag alert. That lunch pail? It is a lunch pail. Yeah, hell yeah. Technically, it is a bag. (laughs) All right, sorry, I'm gonna draw from it. All right, let's go. Just pick one. Oh, Uh -oh. Uh -oh. got two. two. Let me see one. Yeah, yeah, put that back. Can't. All right, can't look at it. Yeah, yeah. 
Say the quote and who's it by? Yo, I don't know who this is by, but this right here applies exactly to what we're just talking about. So the serendipity is real. Um, it says, judge a man by his questions rather than by his answers. Boom. It was just, it was, I was just talking about ask questions mm-hmm. to find out what can go wrong. The mm-hmm. biggest attribute to failure is assumptions. The biggest attribute to success is questions. Ooh. So okay. I don't know who, Voltois, Voltois, Voltaire. Voltaire. I don't know what that is. What is it? <laughs> Voltaire. He must have. Think he. Yeah, he might have wrote a book somewhere. Voltaire. I, I think it's Voltaire. Bro. Voltaire. It's Voltaire. Voltaire. That's what no, I, it's Voltaire. 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 Voltaire is what I call that sh- that little snappy snap at night. You know what I'm saying, girl? Pass that Voltaire over here. Let me get down <laughs> with it. Anyways, next. She make, uh, she make it Voltaire. <laughs> <laughs> Voltaire in the pot. That's that. <laughs> I brought you guys something too, man. I brought you guys something. So. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Shit. We out here. All right, let's see. All right. And those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. That's deep. What that Fred- mean, Friedrich though? Nietzsche. No, I can't say his name. Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Friedrich Nietzsche? Nietzsche. Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, you you tried. Yes, it's you. Uh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean that that really means like you know you can try to look from the outside looking in, but sometimes you just gotta go in. Mm. Just gotta go in. No, no. Mm. Sometimes you can really like a lot of times people like to see things from their own shoes, and you know. When you look at things from an angle of the eyes of another, you're able to consider a different perspective. Okay. So that would that's kind of what that means to me. And those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. You know, that's them being that's those being judgmental when really everything's fine. Sounds like my I like life. That. Okay. Okay. And one one last one. Okay, we take the one out. Okay, one more. That's a cool game. I like this little bag. Yeah, that's a large bag. I'm all in my bag. Maybe it's come back next week. <laughs> all right. A doubtful friend is worse than a certain enemy. Let a man be one thing or the other, and we then know how to meet him. A doubtful friend is worse than a certain enemy. Man, be one thing or the other, and we know then how to meet him. Aesop, Aesop fables. Yeah, um, that definitely means, you know, that uh, keep your enemies closer type of uh, thinking. Um, essentially just being aware of, you know, what people have against you and being conscious of that honestly can, in my opinion, in my experience, alleviate those types of dramas and things like that, um, especially when you come to terms with things. Um, so, yeah, I think that having a doubtful friend, that's like just, you know, snake in the grass, somebody who's not sure, and, um, you know, eventually they eventually double-cross you at the wrong time. So that's that's what that means. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it, man. Thank you for playing. What, what that, that mean, though? Oh. Yeah. So the year is almost up. Oh, legitimately almost up. We are in, we are in end of November, going into December. And we ask every guest on the podcast 
no matter what point in the part of the year it is, we ask them, what do what's one thing they need to get done at the end of the year? What's one thing they get, need to get done before the year is up? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it doesn't have to be music related or creative related. It can be anything. Mm-hmm. But give us one thing that you need to get done in a month. Mm. Outside of dropping your album, tired of that answer. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> we know it's already done. We know, yeah, we it's know. Already done. <laughs> tired of that fucking. It's answer. already out. <laughs> it's out. It's out for pre-order. But yes. When does this drop? Like, this will drop when it drops. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right now. Right in this moment. It's dropped as you see it. Yes, it's yes, you can say that. Yeah. It is dropped right now as you're watching this. Yeah. So <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Uh, now I forgot the question. <laughs> yeah. What is the one thing that yeah. you need to get okay. accomplished yeah. by the end of this year, by the end I mean, of 2021? I, my birthday is at the end of January, um, so and I'm hitting um, hitting all... I'm trying to make a, a full day on my birthday where it's, you know, music video, show, mm-hmm. um, release party... So hey. that's that's the big that's the big plan. I was, wanted you guys to come through too. Oh, you know, oh yeah, let yeah. us know. Let you know, come through, know. come cover it. So you're trying you to know? get that plan by the end of the year. Oh, it's, I'm out. trying to lock it in. I mean, okay. I'm I'm about to lock it in like this week. Okay. So that's but I'm trying to yeah get it launched, promote it, get the Eventbrite, all the you know that type of thing. So mm-hmm. and I think that's urgent at this point. Um, I think also I want to uh, I want to get I have a whole bunch. See I have see what happened was I also and remember I was talking about Master Clusterfuck. Yes. I went through a list of my notes as well um, on my Apple Notes. I went through the last ten years of Apple Notes of just jots, ideas, things like that, and I, I I categorized everything and I put it all into one cumulative document. It's about fifty different pages, right? Okay. And I put it all in order. Okay. Right. And on that, I have a list of content ideas as well as clothing ideas mm, mm-hmm. and all my different you know, slogans, graphics, things like that, they all come to me in the subconscious. One of the biggest parts of Master Clusterfuck is having an ongoing jots list in your phone to later categorize and take apart. Right. Okay. And so I have one right now of just things while I'm driving or I'm whatever. I can't, I can't, you know, put it in my to-do list, but I can still write it down. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely uh, releasing and what I would do with that jots is I would take all that stuff and put it on the big list right and on that big list is a bunch of uh, clothing types of ideas different types of merch things like that I want to put out um, I'm a little behind on like the Black Friday stuff mm-hmm. everything is just me it's all me so it's like I'm doing everything myself mm-hmm. I want to build um, some type of small internal team mm-hmm. one of the biggest issues that I've faced over the last 10 years is I haven't thought enough about me mm-hmm. I haven't put enough of myself forward so um, now that I, I've got that clear vision and um, that's what it's about at this point, you know, okay. I've always been a, let me give first and see where it comes back later. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of times it won't come back later. Mm-hmm. So now I'm realizing, okay, show, show them how it's done. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Uh, uh. Oh. oh, shit. Oh. Oh. It's not like you got a shit. Can I can I can I do it to him? Uh yeah. Can I do it to him? You see that? He he acting like in the morning when you wake up and you're like, oh, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. And your girl's in the bathroom. And you're like, I, let me in the bathroom. <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> this is the part where we do this.
the Nardwar shit. Am I supposed to freeze too? <laughs> he held that one. <laughs> and we are back with another edition of the Freestyle. You trying to top me on the vocals, man? I don't like that. <laughs> Derv's face is like, <laughs> like he smells, like you know, this face, like he smells the piss. That's what his face looks like. Anyways, we are back. Oh, in the freestyle segment, of course, we got EYE in the building. Sounds by. And of course, he's going to grace the I need, I need that drop. I need that drop. Right? <laughs> right? That whisper tell off. Uh, so EYE's going to grace the microphone with a freestyle, man. It's true hip hop shit. So everybody stay tuned. White hands. Drop that beat. Oh. Great okay. minds think alike. Volume three out now. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Turn it up. Out now. Hey. 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 Look. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, flowing so steadily, flowing through the medley, medley, wait, better call Freddy, got the Jason in him, feeling like I'm steady, about to race with him, on the way to freedom, on the way to dreams, curving out the, mm, gotta stay between, life between the seams, light between the lines, I see I redefine, put it on the line, all black, fall back, wait. Might find myself on the date Debating whether or not to skate Damn, time to make a play It ain't much to say Got more money on the way I'm sounds by EYE In the VIP Feeling like I'm about to do this shit Until I D.I.E. Yeah, you know me About to C.I.D. Yeah, see it till you find my peace I'm running through the times Feeling like I'm about to run out too much time on my mind, I'm feeling spaz out Damn, don't drag it out, don't brag it out Don't act it out unless you trying to bring it out That shit Bring out the talents, balance, counting Feeling like I found it, doubting Myself is never gonna happen Rap it till I'm stacking, born Manhattan Wait until the day distracted Let's Then go. I'm going past it, past it till it's lacking No, it's never Ow. asthma, dragon, magma, lava Find myself feeling like a scholar, all black scholar. Put it on the flyer, ain't no denying. Yeah, you know that shit was fire. Sounds by E Y E. Talk that shit, hey. baby. Talk that shit, baby. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna come on a radio show and do like the actual written, like the one they, you know, have the oh, rehearsed, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, it. You know, like the funk flex version. You know, but at the same time, I actually like doing that version. The freestyle, right? First, it's freestyle. a real freestyle. It kind of like, shows where where people at in this yeah, game. Yeah, I saw you tap in, but real quick, tell the people where they can find you at. Oh yeah, follow me. Sounds by E Y E. Follow. At I Can Apparel, you know what I'm saying? And uh, at I Can Radio, too. E-Y-E-C-A-N, radio, E-Y-E-C-A-N Apparel, at Sounds by E-Y-E. And where can they go ahead and listen to uh, I Can Radio? I Can Radio is at KQBH 101.5, local to Boyle Heights, about 10-mile radius, and then you can hear it internationally at the LPFM.LA app. Uh, also, you could check it out at iCanRadio.com if you want to just do that. Um, you can also listen to hear uh, Tony's show as well. The Comedy Plug. Yes, sir. E- and, you know, when are you going to get a show on there, man? You better Man, you better. the tip. 
This, I ain't got all, no. I ain't got no time, bro. That's just. I ain't got no time. time. I'm talking about time. Big dick out here. <laughs> I don't got time <laughs> <laughs> to travel with this big dick. <laughs> the perils are having a long day. <laughs> the perils are having a long. I'm in chapter four. Mind you, I'm just I'm doing a little interlude in the chapter, just telling you that my struggles with a long day. Oh no. Uh, everybody, find me at E A R L P H E U S. Oh, Elpheus. On all social media platforms. Rufus. And then uh, Crypto Negro coming soon. Crypto Negro coming Crypto soon. Crypto Negro is coming soon. I am not joking. Merch is coming soon. Crypto Negro. Oh. Uh, that's just coming soon. And yeah. Yee. And uh, check me out, Tony Astar, ASAR on all uh, platforms. Check me out on Twitch, Tony Astar playing Apex Tony. I'll be like killing people like super bad. Fucking these people Mm, mm, mm. And then you can, <laughs> <laughs> okay. you can also check out the comedy plug now streaming on Spotify, Anchor FM, Deezer, and all the other things you check on there. It's on all those platforms. That's where we uh, fuse jazz, trap, some of the music coming from the pie because you know we need the whole slice and nothing less. As well as I fuse it with some comedy albums and some of the dope comics I met on the road and out in the city. Again, comedy plug on Spotify. And hey, you know, check out Alt Black, of course. Subscribe, like, share Alt Black, A L T B L K Pod, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Pod, all that other jazz. Hell yeah. Did I miss anything? I just forgot to tell you that I met a girl in LA recently who, mm. t- who recognized me mm. and said that she wants you to sit on her face. But I'll tell you about that more later. See, when you are a speech guy, there. <laughs> Peril. He said he's master of the tongue. Is a peril. No, no. She wants him to sit on her face. Yes. Um, Wait. The peril's having a long day. By <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. Sound, sound I don't like, know what Tony I hear. Chapter 24. <laughs> what, uh, sounds like some... Uh, I was propositioned to sit on face. <laughs> I don't know what Tony's out here doing. But anyways. <laughs> oh, what, what? Oh, check out San Fran Mutiny. I dropped a comedy album. You did. Yeah, Drop yeah, a comedy, comedy album. Yeah, it's check pretty funny. Out. And like... It's got songs I make on there on stage okay. live with the audience. This is this is different than the bomb tape. It's different from the bomb. These are tape. not bombs. These aren't bombs. I actually try and actually it's like a loose set, an improv set. Okay. That, and it's called San Fran Mutiny because the day that I did this show, I had just got kicked out the house. My my wife was cheated on me. <laughs> you know, I was about to get divorced. So that's <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. So, Kids today mutiny. And so. <laughs> Wait, all of this was happening. I just took up. I took up my money. I I, I hopped in the car. I went to San Francisco perform for like a whole week, and this was one of the recordings. So that's yeah, that's the music. Please, everybody, go watch this. <laughs> so, Listen to this. This is that's that's yes. what's going on. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for the context behind that. Everybody yes, yes. knows where you were at when you made this this, this comedy. Oh, shows. and the album cover, Harvey Milk. Uh, you know, super uh, gay rights activist as well as former mayor of San Francisco. That house that I shot it in front of was the house he had his first meeting at to announce he was going to run. So that's part of the mutiny. San Fran Mutiny, out now. On all streaming platforms. And as always, stay tuned, stay glued. Smoke a Dutch and read a book. Boomy. <laughs> <laughs>